This is a Quizball Cast, episode 48D, 2008 Rap Lattice Trash Tournament, recording 4. IGN recently named this man the sixth best video, video game athlete ever in a game which also had characters such as T-Bone and Newts. The sequel to that game sees him fight alongside characters such as his son Hoops and Vince Borg, Chody 50, a cyborg version of Vince Carter. Uh, in that game, he fights the fellow, fellow Dream Team member, Mike Jordan, who tracks this man after he released the Chaos Dunk. Uh, oh, fuck. In NBA Jam Arcade Edition, this man is featured alongside Phoenix teammate Dan... It's like the video game version of Charles Barkley. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. I can think of, uh, because the Charles Barkley yeah, the RPG, it all comes together now. Yeah. Damn it. That's what I was actually thinking. Good buzz. This man's sexual partners include bureaucrat Morgan Proctor, a series of this androids, the alien Nebo, and the radiator. Depend on each name this great, big, great times 30 uncle, Professor Farnsworth. Philip J. Fry. Yeah. Uh, Fry has also had sex with this Planet Express intern. Her family owns Amy. Amy. Mars, having bought it for a bead, and she recently buried an Amy Wong. Uh, in the Fox finale of Futurama, Fry was commissioned to write a, a holophone episode by opera by uh, this Hedonism robot. He is a robot. robot. Yes. Oh. Also, he speak up. What was that? The other one, the other person had sex with on the show was the radiator woman from the radiator planet, who was told was an actual radiator. <laughs> yes. Oh, is there a bird word with a Also, two. One recent episode of this show had the TV cliche of students being paired together to raise a doll to simulate parenthood, uh, with Nabit being assigned to work with another boy, and the student who recently moved from Kansas assigned to work with Ethan. The pilot of this show saw Ty Collins take Annie Wilson to San Francisco on a private jet for a first date. However, Annie's grandmother, Tabitha, played by Jessica Walter... 90210. Yeah. I thought you watched that first episode. Yeah. I didn't. Um, you saw, you saw. You watched one episode. Name these rock and roll groups that feature brothers in their lineup for ten points each. This band, known for songs such as "Don't Look Back in Anger" and "Wonderwall," is uh, both Dean and Oasis. Gallagher. Oasis. Oasis. This band included the Abbott Brothers, but their most famous member, Dimebag Daryl, was killed during Pantera. the show. Oh. This band released the song "Cowboys from Hell." Pantera. Yes, this band, though the most famous Christian heavy metal group, includes the Sweet Brothers. They released the album "To Hell with the, De- the Devil." P.O.D. No, that's Striper. 20. Uh, I thought P.O.D. was right. Yeah, yeah, but they're more rational. Yeah, okay. Toss up three. One of the singers in this song complains of eating a meal here where the macaroni is soggy, the peas are mushed. That's from Rapper's Delight. Yes. Oh! Oh, that makes perfect sense. Uh... It's a place, maybe like the place where it's the hotel, hotel holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be, that'd be but it's like you're place. at a friend's house and you're stuck I there eating like crappy food. In an interview with ESPN, Rich Rodriguez de- described the development and execution of the Zone Red, Zone Read, Zone Read. Uh, an element crucial to uh, the success of this offense. For ten points each, name this offense, which Rodriguez has brought from West Virginia to Michigan, that involves using multiple wide receivers in the middle huddle. Spread option. Uh, yeah. Spread offense. Uh, Rodriguez is noted for his use of the, this variant of the spread used by Chip Kelly in Oregon that uses misdirection of the quarterback app to run the keeper. Maybe this is the spread option, and we weren't actually right the last time. Mm-hmm. Spread option. Actually, yeah. 
Yeah, so we shouldn't have got the first part. That's what happened here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he runs a type of spread option as well, but I don't know. Give us yeah. ten for those two parts. <laughs> I mean, whatever. All I had was spread in the first one, so it makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. spread is like a huge yeah. class of offenses. So to institute the spread, Auburn hired uh, Tony Franklin, noted for his work creating the spread of this Sun Belt, Sun Belt School as offense coordinator. Tulsa. Well, it's Troy University. Oh, Troy? Yeah. Oh, no, it's Gus Malzahn who went to Tulsa. Uh, whatever. Tulsa uh, 4. This name's a short story by Hiroki Murakami that describes the relationship between a woman and a man she met at a ski resort. It is the nickname of a rapper who makes the claim, I'm fresher than a fruit bowl, and I'm prancing on the scene, crawling down like fire ants, in the song, I'm Throwed at Paul Wall. Uh, this, the, I, the X-Man by this name had his first... Had first well, Paul Wall always calls himself the Iceman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's Iceman. It's not noted rapper, the elephant vanishes. <laughs> uh, for 10 points each, name these films, which starred the great William Zabka uh, as the villain. Zabka's most notable role came in this film, where he played Johnny Lawrence, who loses to the title character due to a crane kick. Karate Kid? Is this Maybe. from it? Yeah, yeah, sure, Karate Kid. Yes. In this 1986 film, Zabka once again is upstaged by the main character in the sporting event, this time coming when he is replaced in the diving competition by Rodney Dangerfield's character. Back to school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back, back to school, I think. So back to school. Yes, in this other 1986 film, Zabka plays Greg, who bullies the main character, Terry, a girl disguising herself as a boy, just to write a story from the school newspaper. 1986. Oh, I've heard of this. What else? Um, What's that? It's just like she disguises herself as a boy. I, I don't really remember. Oh, I've seen this. I don't remember this, <laughs> the name of this, though. Yeah, I designate Nathan. <laughs> Just one of the guys. Just one of the guys, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's still this on Comedy Central long time She like, falls in love with one of the boys <laughs> who yeah, she's like pretending to be a boy <laughs> at the school with. Yeah. Yeah, that movie comes out every three years. Yeah, exactly. It's the original The original She's the Man was 12th night. Had an Oswald guest started guest starred with Leon, the dead soul of one of these. And, uh, well, it's Reaper... Uh, that is on the show Reaper who's playing a presidential assassin. Yes. I mean, there's not okay, that right. point. Sounds good. That's a good buzz. Presidential assassin. <coughs> I mean, the end of that sentence was in an episode of Reaper. Yeah, okay. <coughs> I should have been a, t- a trash toss upon assassinating a Roosevelt. They missed their chance. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they captured the actual, I don't know his name, the Garfield assassin. I can't never say it. Okay. Chal- 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 I apologize. Yeah, the Kimmy assassin. They captured his personality perfectly. Okay. This cool. superhero duo once had to fight the villainous Philip Seymour Hoffman and NBC head oh, Jeff Sutter. For Pepper's name is superhero duo known no, no, N-O-W-N, primarily for the white color brisket. Oh, no, no, no. This is a Pale Force from Conrad. Okay. Pale Force? Yes. Hail Force was created by this comedian who briefly had his own CBS series, Welcome to New York. He's Gaffigan. Very, yes, a Gaffigan stand up routine often makes fun of this microwavable food stuff, not packaged by Nestle, and he often makes fun of its commercials, which features its name being said in the high pitch voice. Hot Pockets? I've seen Jim Gaffigan stand up, I don't remember him doing that, it's just what he says. I see that in the TV. I don't remember that part of his routine. 
comedians don't do stuff they're famous for live because no one will laugh at it because they've heard the jokes before. So. Okay. I also saw his specials on Comedy Central. I don't yeah. remember that coming up. Right. Uh, one former owner of this team was McDonald's mobile Ray Kroc. And this? Padres. Yes. Nice. That seems pretty famous. Yeah. So they're a bracket done. That makes sense. <coughs> Dante's divine comedy is a major influence on popular culture. Names and things that have been influenced by it for 10 years each. Ooh, where did this, this come Capcom from? This video game series named two of its main characters, Dante and Virgil, after the two poets featured double in the comedy. Uh, no. Yeah, I like Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Yes, this 1995 film sees Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman studying the divine comedy. Sins in that. Seven. This band released uh, that released the 1994 album *Stranger Than Fiction* and used some of their bad religion. Yes, it's good work, dude. Awesome. I can't believe you would. Okay, I, d- I don't really it's know. There's religion. a connection yes. between Dante and bad religion, but that's, that's <laughs> I guess, a stretch. This singer holds the record for the longest-serving cast member of the children's show. Children's show Kids Incorporated, and she was the voice of Sally Brown for Charlie Brown cartoons in Nigeria. Yes. <laughs> That's it. This man is responsible for creating the series which starred characters such as Sergeant Andy Sipowitz and Detective John Kelly. For ten points each, man is man who created NYPD Blue with Bochco. David Milch and oh, L.A. Yeah. Long. Bochco? Yes, Bochco was the has cast the former Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosler, in a two-series NYPD in two series, NYPD Blue, and this new TMT series, which says Gosler played a long-haired lawyer. Raising the bar? Yes. Bochco's biggest mistake was creating this 1990 series that lasted only 11 episodes on ABC. There was a police problem that featured musical numbers. Cop Rock. This man's mentor was Al Humphreys, a member of the Bomb Squad, and one of his numerous one-liners is, you sleep with the devil, you end up in hell. In the episode Rampage of the show, uh, in which this character appears, his wife, Marisol, was killed, and he pursued the man who ordered to hit on her, Antonio Rios, to Brazil, and killed him. This character was seemingly shot at the end of the sixth season of the show, on which he appears, but had actually faked his own death with the help of Ryan... Did you? Kane? Er, that's yes. Yep. Oh, so case. Yeah, I've never seen. I had Monk, who also thinks he's on death. Twenty TV, TV commercial knowledge. Of it. <laughs> Nobody knew that. Uh, this game allows the player to fight bosses such as Catfish and Pipistrello using one of four knights: so red, blue, orange, and green. And for ten points, Castle it is 2D side scrolling beat 'em up released in August for Xbox Live Arcade. Castle Crashers. Castle Crashers was developed by the Behemoth, who were also behind this 2004 game in which... Alien Hominid. Alien Hominid. Yes. Uh, one controversial aspect of Castle Crashers was the price, at 1200 of these, which is equivalent to $15. It's like Microsoft Points. Yeah, Microsoft Fun Bucks, Microsoft Points. Microsoft Points, is that what they're called? Yeah, or is it MSP Xbox? Is yeah, Microsoft Points. Yeah. Is that what you get paid? Yes, yes, directly. <laughs> <laughs> Direct deposit in your Xbox Live account. <laughs> The main character of this film sleeps with a young woman, Amy, played by Terry Garr, as well as sleeping with Meredith. 
The main character works for the director, played by Robert Duvall, and the director's assistant, Martin, played by Harrison, is superior than the the main character at their job. The main character becomes paranoid after it successfully records a conversation between the couple, Mark and Anne. This film ends with the main character playing a saxophone after destroying his apartment looking for an audio bug. For ten points, name this film, which stars Gene Hackman as surveillance expert Harry Call. You too. The conversation? Yes. That's right. It came up in the NSC All-Star round, and I couldn't I, uh, pull it then either. He hit me. This album included a letter from the artist that thanked his fans for their support during his legal troubles and concluded the postscript, When You See Me, Hug a Thug, for 10 points each. Like in this 2003 R&B album that included the song Step in the Name of Love, and some editions of the EP Loveland. Yeah, but they went to Alan by R. Kelly. Is it like... Chocolate? F- no, not Chocolate Factory. Like Aaron out my closet. Like is that the no, song? before Chocolate Factory. So try what you said. Chocolate Factory. It is chocolate. Okay, oh, nice. This singer behind the song yeah. "I Believe I Can Fly" and the opera "Trapped in the Closet" released the album "Chocolate <laughs> Factory." Well, yeah. R. Kelly. Chocolate Factory also includes this song yes. in this remix version. Yes. Yes. It's ignition. Such a great song. Well you can go into any high school and start singing it, and the entire <laughs> class will start with you. I tried to do that with Trapped in the Closet. Cause <laughs> <laughs> of 10. The narrator of this book discusses his affair with Rosie, the simultaneous orgasm girl, and he dates a musician that looks like Susan Day for part of the book. One episode of this book details the narrator's refusal to buy a set of extremely valuable records at a discount from a scorned wife. And anyone? High Fidelity? Yes. Uh, the only time. way I know that is it was also a deleted scene from the movie. Uh, not actual literature knowledge. It's not actual literature anyway. <laughs> not actual trash <laughs> knowledge. I, <laughs> 2008 saw a lot of surprisingly effective closers emerge throughout Major League Baseball. Name some of the each. This Royals closer was dominant this past season, saving from 40, throwing from 46 saves and a 2.11 ERA and making all the all team. I don't know. Um... Lewis. Mayhew. No, that's Joachim Soria. Okay. This man had a perfect season as a closer, going 41 for 41, down save opportunities for the NL East champion Phillies. Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. Lewis. Brad Lynch. Uh-huh. He only spent a, a short time at closer for the Texas Rangers, matching five saves as a replacement for CJ Wilson. He's better known for getting better than a strikeout in inning as a setup man who threw 63 innings. No, no answer. Francisco, you say? <coughs> you don't know anything about those. Uh, can we do a score check? Yeah, I have uh, one. Eight, 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 eight. We have two ten. Yeah, I'm yeah. <coughs> 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 Not the easiest baseball bonus. But I guess I, when there's I, as much baseball in this tournament as they've put, we well, probably, probably is not that hard. <laughs> we still probably don't want to twenty like home plate bonus. <laughs> Babe Ruth, the Yankees. <laughs> this quarterback punted five times in 1980, and his pro career saw him throw for 212 touchdowns, only two more than his two-time career interceptions, and he threw 24 picks in his 1970 rookie season. This man threw two touchdowns in the final football game at Shea Stadium. This man's brief acting career reaches the deer when he uh, had a nude scene in the romantic comedy Failure to Launch. Three. Terry Bradshaw? Yes. Just nude in that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately. Don't, don't out for the, uh, for the sports <laughs> That's disgusting. Actual, something I could have known. 
This series' recent season finale saw a Labor Day clam bake thrown by the Decker family, who recently discovered they are pregnant. For ten points each, name this recent CBS series that focused on spout swapping between three couples in 1970. Swing Town? Yes, Swinger. It's like Swing Town, I think. Swing Town. Yes, the 1970s saw two pitchers, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kelkick, from this baseball team, swap their entire families. Yankees. Yes. This series premiered on uh, Fox in 2004. It revolves around two families temporarily trading matriarchs, and it's a subtitle of Meet Your New Mommy. No, 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 no. It's uh, Trading Spouses Meet Your New Mommy. Trading Spouses. Yes. There's multiple. Well, the, the, the famous thing is that Fox like ripped off two ABC shows like before, and preemptively aired them in one season. Uh, one character from this series told Paula Abdul that he was kidnapped after becoming obsessed with the video Two Opposites Attract, and one spin-off movie of this series saw the ma- main character travel to Australia and meet a mermaid. The theme song to this series was set... Sabrina? The Probably. Teenage Witch. Okay. I remember Sabrina Down Under. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the name. Yeah. I certainly don't. <laughs> Uh, the first weekend of September saw the worst box office weekend in five years. It made some things about the movie that contributed to this calamity for 10 points each. This movie opened at number one with a paltry $7.8 million. It stars Nicholas Cage. Bangkok Dangerous? Yes. Babylon AD finished the weekend sixth in the box office. It stars this actor behind flops such as The Pacifier and The Chronicles yeah. of Riddick. Vin Diesel Pacifier made like yes. $1.8 uh, the weekend also saw the continued existence of the abomination known as Disaster Movie, written by these two men. Oh, also the uh, these guys. Name Seltzer. Seltzer? 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 What was your hand? Seltzer. It is. Seltzer. Oh, good. Seltzer is Friedberg. Friedberg. Yeah. I mean, that was a very hard part. Any relative even? It's more fun now. Clark Kellogg was drafted by this team in 1982, and they had their highest draft pick in 1988 when they took a center from Morris. Indiana Pacers? Yes. Wait, you got a Pacers question? I know. Imagine that. (coughs) We get another sports bonus. The first ever draft pick by this team was Kiki uh, Vandewey. Vandewey. Okay. Okay. Uh, taken in nineteen eighty, though he was traded to Denver before ever playing for this team. Okay. Uh, for ten points, name this team was Richard Roll and Black. Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Uh, Mark McGuire was traded to the Pistons in exchange in exchange for this Notre Dame graduate. He was the leading scorer in the NBA in both nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty four. I don't know. Adrian Dantley. The Mavericks had success in the middle of the 1990s due to their three J's, Jim Jackson and Jamal Mashburn, and this former Cal player who's the Mavs' current Did it kid. That sounds like four J's. They all have first names. Toss up 14. The Texas State Fair recently gave a chicken fried variety of this food. Uh, do you want? Bacon. Yes. That's gross. <laughs> wow. With cream gravy, they serve it. <laughs> Did you read this on an internet forum about bacon? No, I saw it on 60 Minutes. <laughs> Believe it or not. Wow. I was not prepared to argue that first draft. 
This soft drink has relied on basketball-based advertisements uh, such as Grant Hill drinks this soft drink and having LeBron James of beer alongside the doll Miles Thirst. For 10 points, name the soft drink that uses the slogan of Bane Thirst. One ad campaign for Sprite used strange videos of things such as a green sumo wrestler running a yellow sumo wrestler and this slogan supposedly mixed the two flavors in. It's like subliminal, subliminal, I think. Subliminal? Really? Subliminal advertising? What, like... This is kind of stupid. Lyman... I mean, it's I give it what? That was what the ad said. I think so. Yeah, yeah, they deserve sublime and all. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh, Sprite has released strange flavors of Sprite, such as Sprite on Fire, a gingerbread ginger-based flavor in this country. Uh, like Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be like Mexico or Brazil. I don't know. Like I kind of like India with ginger here. Alright. Try it. India. China. Oh, I was like, it's Asia. I said Vietnam. So 20 points there. This group's last top 40 hit, Indestructible, was used by NBC in its 1988 Olympics coverage, and they detail a man's reaction to rumors that he's being cheated on in Shake Me, Wake Me, When It's Over. In 2005, an original member of this group who co-wrote the song What's Going On with Marvin Gaye, Obi Benson, died. This group's production in the 70s saw them release a song for the movie Shaft in Africa, Are You Man Enough, as well as the song Ain't No Woman Like the One I've Got. Uh, this group's album Reach Out included the songs Bernadette and the title track Reach Out, I'll Be There. Two. The Four Tops? Yes. Okay. Was it Four Tops? Thanks. Four Tops. Thanks four for tops. going on it. Kind of One of this band's most recent albums uh, only have songs that start with letter with the letter that names the album I. Okay, a magnetic uh, field. For ten points, but that's not true this anymore. band that has released albums such as The Charm of the Highway Strip and yeah. Distortion and appears on a T-shirt of set people. Yeah, I think it's magnetic field. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but that's something that's notable. Album by Magnetic Field. Sixty-nine love songs. Ninety-nine release, which features three albums of twenty-three songs. Sixty-nine love songs. The magnetic fields were found by this man, who's also started Merit. bands such as Future Bible Heroes and Gothic Archies. Merit. Hold on. I'm glad they didn't ask us to identify one of the eight thousand songs. But they released a newer album after the After I, so that's not actually right anymore. Whatever. That's one of the least egregious errors. Yes, I know. 2016. Kevin Olmsted's record for the most money won by an American game show contestant broke a record set by David Legler on this show. The most famous champion of this show was St. John's graduate that, that was uh, teaching Columbia at the time. This show briefly... 21? Yes. Yeah, it's fucking like 21, quiz really. Show. It's yeah. the same thing that was quiz show. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, you're from the fifth grade. Was Kendrick in the episode? I saw that. He pussied out of the final one. I knew it. It was an easy question. Do you remember my spinoff? For ten points each, name these books that you read when you read when you were a preteen girl, or if you and Michael Arnold still do. Ten points each. This book series, written by Anne M. Martin, details the group that was founded by the Sweet Valley Highbooks. Detail the adventures of these two sisters. The elder one, Elizabeth, wants to be a journalist, and the younger Jessica is a cheerleader for Sweet Valley High. No idea. Martin. The Wakefield Twins. This book series details magical sisters Alexandra Fielding and Cameron Barnes. It was later made into two Disney Channel original movies starring Tia and Tara Mowry. Twitches was the name of those movies. I, it's an awesome okay. I just tried that. Twitches? 
I guess it's TS for his glitches. Yeah. 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 Twitches. Is that 30 there? No, 20. DLO. 20. Yeah, they got 20. They got 20. Okay. Let's see what Some of the enemies encountered in this game are the Igloo Turtle and the Fire Nose, and late in this game, the player must fight a pair of giant robot owls who wear top hats, Lechku and Nechku. In this game, you can urinate on your foes to obtain demon fangs, and the main characters shrink in size to travel inside the stomach of the Emperor of Japan to fight the boss of light. Show and Iki? Yes. Uh, the Wii remake of this game allows for the Wiimote to directly control the motion of the Celestial Brush, and the player must pass yeah. Evil Dragon Orochi three times in this game. Okay. What's the name of this game? It's in the Adventures of the Miniature Okami? Yeah. I don't know oh, what that is. It's kind of like well, Twilight I don't Princess. Know the name of the character. Or not like Twilight. Like, or yeah, it's like Twilight Princess. Okay. It's by uh, Namco? Maybe. You're going to need to know that this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Some Japanese developer. Among other things, their star-studded uh, 1970s Christmas special is written by Eddie Braben, shocked Britain by revealing that not only did state news anchor Angie Rippon have legs, they were rather attractive ones for 10 points each named this comedy duo whose sketches saw the performance Singing in the Rain without any rain and debut plays that I wrote. This is like some SNL thing. Is that what's going on here? It said they were English. British comedy duo. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rowan and Mark. Eric Morkane and Ernie Wise. Wise. Morkane. Uh, the famous sketch in which Morkane and Wise make breakfast in the song The Stripper bears similarities to an earlier musical breakfast sketch in this man's BBC show, which ran on and off from 1955 to 1989. Its regulars included Henry McGee, Bob Todd, and Jenny Lee Rush. Benny Hill, maybe? Yeah. Benny Hill. Yes. On this more recent BBC show, David Brent claimed he and Hal Chris Finch were as funny as more came and wise when they wise when they hung out. Uh, except that there's no straight man, there's no Deadwood. What the fuck? What do you call this? I designate Matthew L. Weeder. That's the office. Oh, okay, that's not what I was thinking. Oh. So, so don't next. Uh, What's the name of that BBC show with like the comedy duo where they do the absurdist like game shows and stuff? Is that strange? Well, but don't nag on this toss Yeah. No, oh, right. Or any of these remaining. Or no, never mind. It doesn't matter yeah, if you nag or not. We can nag once. Yeah. If you get every toss-up, you can beat us. This man finished second in the 2005 Most Improved Player Award voting, losing to Phoenix Suns' Boris Diaw. This man's last college game was a second-round loss to Maryland in 2003, the same year he won his third Atlantic 10 Player of the Year award in a row and was the 18th pick in the NBA draft. Uh, this past season saw this player score 40 points for the first time in a November win over the Grizzlies, and he made his first all-star appearance as a backup to Tim Duncan. He scored 38 points in his team's Game 5 win in Round 2 of the playoffs, but he was limited by a back injury as his team lost in seven games to the Spurs. For 10 points, Dame is graduate of Xavier University, who currently plays power forward for the New Orleans Hornets. He won. West? Yes. Good job. Uh, 
this villain once deduced that Batman was actually Bruce Wayne. Okay. However, he did not reveal the secret to anyone after confronting Batman. For Tim Wayne it should name this Batman villain, whose real name is Edward Ashton, who is often portrayed in Green So Riddler. Yeah, Riddler. The Riddler deduced Batman's identity in this storyline, and this storyline was named for a villain who was a former friend of Bruce Wayne's, Tommy Elliot. Hush. Hush. The Riddler was once injected with a venom, giving him his physical strength to match Batman by this villain. This villain uses venom to give himself super strength. Bane. Oh, guy, yeah. Who's a super genius, except in the movie where they have a complete character. Nineteen. Uh, the former voice of Freddy from Scooby-Doo, Frank Welker, provides the voice of one of the antagonists in this film, and the tagline, it will take her breath away, refers to the cause of death of many of the characters in this film. This film was the first in which a character played by Owen Wilson died, occurring when this character, Gary, fell off a boat. The character is poisoned early in this film after being stung by a wasp, and John Voight was nominated for... Oh, no, that's terrible. I'm not even saying my answer. It's horrible. Uh, Boyd was nominated for Worst Actor Razzie after his role as a villain, uh, as villain Paul Cerrone. The sequel to this film takes place in Thailand and involves around the search for a flower that can extend longevity. For ten points... Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I heard John Voight was nominated for... Oh, and then I thought, oh, it's going to be an actual good movie. I'm not even going to embarrass myself by saying Anaconda. Oh, sorry. Yeah, terrible. Nominated for a Razzie. Yeah, no, I... If I, so if I, I like waited a minute, uh, like that's why I go. Longer. I go with my terrible nags anyway, just in yeah. case. That's why you got to hear that panda delight yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Let's rain that. Eighty percent of players that had played under him came from the state of Kentucky. For ten points each, identify this legendary college basketball coach who spent forty-two years as coach of the Wildcats before retiring in 1972. One of Rupp's toughest defeats came in the 1966 NCAA Finals when he lost to this team coached by Don Haskins. Texas Saturday. Western. Rupp's successor was this former assistant coach who played on his 1949 championship team. He won one NCAA title in his 13 years before retiring in 1985 to host a radio show with Danny Crum. Like, Eddie Sutton coached Kentucky, but it's not him because he kept coaching. It doesn't say he stayed retired. If we don't have anything else to move, do you want to try that? Right, so Sutton. Joe Hall. Oh, Joe. Hall. I am really sorry. Hello, teammates. There's one. Oh, we have one toss of us. And more toss of us. There should be. John Lloyd. Okay, how's it funny? That this type of shades are the most expensive glasses the player can buy in rock band. This song's writer name checks both Vinny Lopez and his Little League team in the first lines and goes on to discuss drug busts by Scotland Yard and a friend complaining that he caught the clap from some mousetrap he caught last night. The singer notes that Mama always told me not to look into the sights of the sun, an action that could result in the singer suffering from the title of this song. Its writer credits the successful cover of this song to listeners mishearing the word deuce in the chorus as douche. Do one. by the light. Mysteries. It's a monster quest. Yeah. This show that debuted in 2007 uh, details the logging crew. Axeman. Axeman. 
this recent show using computer simulations to see what would happen to various dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus rex and like, like Utah rex that came to conference. It's like the battle, like dinosaur battle, Jurassic battle, what's this called? It's well, like. Carson Wentry. Oh man. <laughs> Brittany would be all over the shit, but I'm not. Jurassic. Jurassic oh, that's it. Ten. She loves that show. I'm sure Jeremy Eden's also all over that shit. The game. The game.